This episode is sponsored in part by Savannah Bloom, Minneapolis local artist, and her company, Everything As Earrings. Everything As Earrings is simply that. Everything As Earrings. You've, you can find toy soldiers, Barbie heads, Barbie arms, doll heads, mini rubber lizards. You can basically find anything that you'd like on there. Um, definitely go check them out if you're interested in being a little bit extra this season. Um, and maybe hit her up with a DM on Instagram. See what she's got going for you. They got $5 flat rate shipping. New styles coming all the time. And you can pick them up on weekends in downtown Minneapolis. You're listening to Diapod Logcast. The Dialogue Podcast. Welcome to episode number eight, Diapod Logcast, the Dialogue Podcast. On today's episode, I have return guest Zachary Goldner. How's it going, man? Going great. Good, good. So you're drinking a little bit here? Yeah, I got some. Uh, I've got some Seven Up and brandy. Ooh, amazing! With with some bitters in it. Nice. I I'm not I don't have a taste for brandy. Um, it's like considered a, a wine or like it's made from grapes technically. It's, it's distilled wine. Yeah, I don't know, man. It kind of it's it, it hits you in the face. I can do whiskey, but brandy for whatever reason. Kind of the point, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I like I like brandy more than whiskey because I feel like it's like rounder. I know what you mean on that one. It has a little bit more of like a I don't know. More on that like fruity floral sort of side, whereas like some whiskeys, like if if you have a really good sipping whiskey, dude, um, there's this one that my father in law loves called Lagavulin, and it's from Southern Ireland. I'm pretty sure it's like normal. Their, their normal batch is like a 16 year age single malt, and it is absolutely incredible. Um, I've shared a glass with him in the past, which was an absolute treat. If you know Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, that's the whiskey he drinks. Oh yeah, he drink, that's why I heard of it. Yeah, that's man. Right. That that's such good stuff. And like when that episode when they send Ron to Ireland, like um, the the main girl, I can't remember her name. She sends Ron to Ireland on like this scavenger hunt and sends him to the Lagavulin Distillery. I thought that that was just beautiful. <laughs> why can't I, I know it's, it's the Amy Poehler character, right? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is her name? Like it, it starts with an L. Leslie. Leslie. Nope. Leslie. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man that's uh it's a great whiskey it it tastes i don't know if you've ever had it before but if you haven't you and i should share no, a glass. I not. In, you, we should share a glass in the future dude um it's like 120 dollars for the single malt bottle i think uh 750 mil and but it's totally worth it it's it's an insane experience i had two glasses with my father-in-law and was completely shit-faced um it's just so good but <clears throat> i think Father-in-law, Bill. Yeah, yeah, man. You've been over to Bill's house. You laid down on his yeah, floor because yeah, we were getting I, drunk. I laid down drunkenly on his kitchen floor. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That was a fun day. Yeah, man. Victoria and I, uh, we sort of, you know, recall that day with great amounts of humor every so often, just because of how how much it stands out in our past memory with you together. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember how the night ended. What? How? I remember you were like, you probably shouldn't close your eyes because I was really, really drunk. And then I smoked a little bit of weed, right? Yeah. And I, I, I was like, 
well, this is fun. And I closed my eyes, and I'm like, it's like a roller coaster. Oh, and my I'm, God. Too much. Too much. <clears throat> yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to need your help to get downstairs. And then we touched <laughs> the toilet, and I vomited. Yeah, that was an experience for sure, man. Um, yeah. Have you ever smoked so much where you got to that point? Like, not drinking and smoking together, but, like, you just smoked so much weed that your world starts to spin around you. No. Oh. Yeah, it's intense. Like, if you take a dab, like a really big dab, that's what it ends up being for me. Um, but also, there's been times where I've hotboxed with a few, uh, you know, like, Woody and stuff. And, um, yeah, man, just walking back into their house and just laying on the bed, just feeling like my entire world was just whirling around me. I have, the highest I have ever been was doing a hotbox. I did a Hawaiian mm. hotbox. A what hotbox? A Hawaiian. What is that? Where you go into your bathroom. Okay. Put a towel under the door. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Done plenty of days, Run the shower on hot for a while. Mm. Right? Get it so steamy. get all steamy up in there. Yeah. And then you hotbox. Damn. And that was fun. Yeah. Ha- there, there, there's a... There's many times back when I first started college that we were doing that in this one dude's apartment. <clears throat> we would just, that, that was like our smoke place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, not necessarily doing the hot shower stuff, but that does sound very interesting. Um, I am smoking right fun. now. and like, uh, I was excited. I was just excited. I was going to be like, I'm going to do this. Do what? The hot box? Yeah, yeah. It, I was, it was just like, I'm going to do something different today. There you go. It was worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, like, when's the last time that you've ever smoked cannabis? I know that you're you're sober from it currently, but when's the last time you used cannabis? Um, relatively recently, not that long ago. Right. So like much probably... so that you need to abstain from it so that you can get a job. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, probably, like, two or three months ago, I want to say. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's always a, an interesting experience, um, you know, where you need to, like, cleanse your body from the cannabinoids, like, stored in your fat cells and, and stuff like that. Um, I've never had to do it other than when I thought that I was going to get a drug test for a job and so I used this detox blend to help strip my system and then ended up not even needing to take a drug test for that job because they didn't want me so that was a fun experience yeah I remember talking to one of the there was a dude in the smoke shop in Eau Claire Mm, mm -hmm. I went to that we went to that smoke shop in Eau Claire because we were at um solo ensemble we were at Solo Ensemble yeah. in high school, and we went to the smoke shop, and we were like, um, he, oh, no, we weren't like, he was like, so yeah, these are like, basically poison. Yeah, and, dude, I remember that. Oh, shit. And, you, and like, you probably shouldn't drink it all at once. Yeah, no, those <laughs> giant bottles, those are meant to be like, taken as a shot over the course of like, two to three weeks. Yes. And people would just, like, drink the whole last bottle because they found out that they, you know, had a parole, um, a probationary, you know, drug test, like, the next day or something. 
and then they just end up just destroying their liver. Yeah, it's like, that's not how it works, also. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, man, you don't even need to use one of those things. If you, for, for a normal, um, healthy individual, mm-hmm. it, I think the body can cleanse your, your uh, you know, your system uh, of THC metabolites within like 14 days or something like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. But if you're like a regular smoker, then it's more like 30, if not more than that, you know? <clears throat> or... Like me, if you're fat as shit. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily know like how that works. I would have to speak with somebody who's more knowledgeable on it to yeah, see like apparently it's something that I learned about addiction too mm-hmm. and fat people. Uh, you know who Artie Lang is, the comedian. Yeah. You know how he's kind of a fat guy. Yeah. He, in fact, I would say that he is just a fat guy. <laughs> right. Um. Well. Uh, apparently, the reason he's had such struggles with heroin is that it bonds to your fat cells and every time he would try to lose weight he would get re-addicted to heroin yeah that's insane man the lipolysis that process of lipolysis um i could imagine that that would like release stuff now when thc metabolites are stored in your lipids i do believe that they are non-active forms so i don't necessarily know that if once you shed that fat that you would like get high or that it would even re-enter your blood system i I don't know i am not a i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor so i don't necessarily know the process that takes place but with heroin and stuff where i could just imagine that it just is absorbed directly blood brain barrier and that's why it gets stored like that um rather than having to you know be metabolized by your lungs or by your liver if you're using you know edible cannabis so uh, fuck that, dude. Fuck addiction. That that sucks. Yes, it does, in fact, suck. Yeah, I'm having a, a couple of people on the podcast in the future who um, are addicts and are openly, you know, they openly express <clears throat> the fact that they were addicts and now they're clean, but once you're an addict, you're an addict and, you know, all this different kinds of stuff. I don't necessarily, I don't have, like, big conversations with them often but they do want to be on the show and uh they have like some pretty crazy stories and i do believe you know one of them uh closely uh used to be like pretty decent friends with them in high school who is that poe oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we were we were we weren't close but i mean i mean i felt like i was a pretty decent friend with him i would go over to his house often and stuff and um you know yeah, i wasn't allowed there yeah, I know, and that's probably a good call uh, on your mom's uh, part. <laughs> no, it wasn't my mom. It was, it was wait, what? Did you say my mom or his mom? Your mom. No, it wasn't my mom. Whose mom was it? It was his mom. What? Yeah, his mom did not want me over there because of who I am related to. Oh, that's right, bro. I remember that now. That's crazy. I was gonna go over there with Asher, and like he was like, "Hey, can can that come over?" And Poe was like. Nah, my mom does not want that. Yeah, and then they ended up getting busted that one night. Um, I remember hearing stories from people about that bust. I wasn't there because I got grounded. I got caught smoking weed about a week earlier, and so I was grounded and wasn't allowed to go there. But there was one night where they actually got busted. The police raided the place and stuff, and a couple people escaped. Um, But there was one person, I'm not going to try to oust them, but one person... Um, you know, ratted on the entire group of people that were there. Uh, and then they got kicked out of sports for that year. Beca- or no, they got to stay in sports because they ratted. But everybody else that was there that was in sports got kicked out. 
I don't remember all of that. But no. That, that sounds like it happened. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you'd know... Yeah, I'm not going to name anybody, but that did happen for sure. I remember hearing stories from... I kind of remember that, and I kind of remember there being tension between a couple people mm. and there being rumors. Oh, yeah, dude. Some of these seniors were mad at this person because they were a sophomore. Or, yeah, they were a sophomore when they ratted, and so some of the seniors who were in, like, volleyball and stuff were pissed, bro, because they got kicked off the team, like, right before they're going to state and shit. Mm. Yeah. So that was a really heavy experience with all that i remember getting a story from one of the kids that was there he was in our class um he told me that when the cops came in he had just walked out of the front door of the building and so um as he was walking out like he saw the police pull up and he jumped over the fence down into that parking lot below the apartment complex and then laid on the rocks next to the river yeah, bro. Yep. That that was a that was a pretty insane, you know, hearing about all that. And then there was that one family at the top of um at the top of the bluff in that new sort of complex near the Danzinger Vineyard. Um they were arrested for uh you know, selling synthetic cannabis, like K2 and stuff like that. They're the ones that live like directly across from the from the winery no not that not that white house but the one that was way back in that sort of reclused area on the gravel dirt road that big red house i kind of i kind of know what you're talking about yeah it it was on my it was on my bus route that's the only reason i know it so well um but yeah dude that was an insane experience you know hearing about all that and we i was actually at poe's house (laughs) when um his mom came in and was like hey these people just got arrested. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't know. There, there's, there's a moderate amount of drug activity in that area, I suppose. At least when I was in high school, when we were in high school. But what about now? Do you know about now? I have no idea now. I just know that there's. I remember there were like, there's like in town. Apparently, there's like a new cop that people are frustrated with. I guess. Yeah, I sounds know. sounds I like every time, every time there's a new cop. In Elma, people are frustrated with them. Yep. Yep. And it's probably just because Elma police have nothing better to do than to be up in your shit, so. Yep, that's what I just, I remember, uh, my friend, uh, I'm not gonna name names, but, uh, I worked for her, uh, under the table and never got paid. (laughs) Um. Ooh, ooh. Yes, uh, but she was like super nervous about living, like, moving and wanted to move out of, probably one of the reasons why she moved was because she was just super nervous about small town cops. Yeah, man. Like, when I, when my, when we, I got arrested, um, yeah, back, I don't even remember when that was, 2016, I think, back when I got arrested, uh, I I remember that day because you were gonna come over to my house. We did go over to your house, dude. We went over to your house and then on the way home I was from like, your house here <laughs> what i was like you guys should stay here and, yeah, you're like, ah, and then you left and then you got arrested and yeah like, man that was absolutely insane you you like totally had like a gut feeling or something and you just totally uh, called it mm-hmm. yeah victoria said she had a gut feeling too but she really wanted to go home so well yeah it's all good i'm not gonna say anything else 
else. I don't want to get in trouble. Nah, dude, you're all good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, I don't know. That, that happened, but uh, there's always this fear that, like, small-town cops could potentially, uh, you know, pressure young people into sort of violent situations or sexual situations, and I guess that's what my biggest fear was living there. Yeah, they're not, yeah, especially now, with everything coming out. Yeah, man. It's, uh, there's a lot of tensions risen, and, like, I don't back the blue or, you know, think that blue lives matter or whatever, but still, like, I don't know, just, it's easier to just not fuck with the police at all, but then again, in some people's situations, like living in big cities, that's sort of just what happens. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I never got into anything crazy until, like, maybe late high school, and even then it was very fucking mild. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean crazy? Just, just general drug use at all. Just debaucherous activities and shit? Yeah, sure, even, even that. Yeah, man, I remember a couple times where... <coughs> excuse me. A couple times where I was out or something... And you were like, well, dude, come on, hang out with me. I have some. And I'm like, oh, sick, dude. <laughs> <coughs> Smoking out of like a little one or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Good times. Absolutely good times. And then just going back inside and uh, just totally melting into that Papa Sun and watching Game Grumps for like four hours. Yeah. Great times. Absolutely. I haven't watched Game Grumps since. Are they still doing stuff? Yep. Nice. Yes. People getting old, though. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I'm just fucking around. Aaron, but, I think Aaron's like 30? What? No. Dan is like 40? Yeah, I, I, I thought they were both closer to like 40. Oh, Aaron's younger. Oh, for sure. Aaron's the one who has the deep voice, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I I always enjoyed that watching them and stuff, and then like you'd show me music that um, Dan I think Dan was the one who made music. Like he made like serious music that nobody took serious, and then he made funny music that got him famous. Yes. Yeah, man. So he was in he was in like a couple bands. I remember I don't remember the name of the I can't remember if it was earlier or later, but he was in a band called Sky Hill. Yeah, you showed me them, and I was like, "Dude, this is so emo! It's amazing." Yeah, it was very, it was very sort of revivalist, sort of new wavy stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, what was his name when he was doing the funny music? Danny Sex Bomb. Danny Sex Bang. Sex Bang. Danny Sex Bang. Yeah, man. Uh, he wore like really, really flashy, flamboyant clothes and stuff. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you were mentioning, uh, you know, sort of the revivalist style that his initial music project had. What exactly, can you, like, attribute it? Because my brain's having a hard time, like, picking up on a similar sound. Um, but, like, can you, could you name a similar band that's maybe a little bit more popular that may have incorporated some of that? Like, er, like earlier? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm thinking, like, Depeche Mode. Mm. Um... Like Eno, like okay. Brian Eno. Okay. I, don't, um, I know Depeche no. Mode, but... Uh, some, like the Smiths a little bit. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Well, those are all interesting acts. 
Um, so, <clears throat> well, there's one there's one band that I'm trying to think of, and I really I can't put my finger on the name of it, but they sing that song "Infrared," and uh, I can't remember exactly what their name was, man. Damn it! They're really I'm good. Sure. What? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like the one the one song is like. But I can't think of the name of the band. It's a newer band, right? I mean, they were they were like early two thousands. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're like earlier two thousands because they have another song um, that's like. They're one of those butt rock groups, yeah. No, they're like more on the emo side of butt rock. This is this is less butt rock, like. Like when you say butt rock, dude, I'm thinking of like um, Incubus and uh, Hoobastank and stuff like that. But this is yeah. more this is more like on the emo side. Like they even wore like black. Did he have like a real chewy sort of voice? Uh, I thought his voice was a little bit more nasally. Like he but sing- is it like gruff, kind of. Kind of like like one, another one of their songs is. A friend in needs, a friend indeed. A friend with weed is better. But I cannot put it, put the name on it. <laughs> it's all good, dude. It doesn't even matter. But then that another. Song is by placebo. Placebo, bro. Yes, placebo. Oh. Yes. Placebo. I absolutely loved placebo when I was young. Like uh, my cousin, um, she had made like an MP3 player, just basically a playlist of hers. The entire MP3 player hold, held like 300 songs, and every song was from a different group. And I would just listen to that thing, and it was just all, all it just changed my life. I was probably like seven or eight when I got that thing, and just hearing all of this uh, just crazy alternative and you know early 60s 70s 80s rock that i thought was new i hadn't i didn't know who these bands were because you know back back in the day when you download an mp3 illegally it would just say like track one artist one or under artist unknown stuff like that you know yes absolutely so i just knew the songs and i didn't know who the artists were and so then later in life hearing them again i'm like holy shit that's who that is and people are like you never listen to this person i'm like i didn't know who it was yeah, I I had that for a little while, but it was like the opposite. Where I was like, "Oh, I thought that was like as old as time." Mm. Mm. Like, um, oh god, uh, that one song by the band Darkness. I believe in the thing called love. Okay. Yeah. 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 I used to because it's like emulating classic rock, right? Right. But I I didn't realize that it like until I watched the music video. That it was like, oh, this isn't old. Right. This is someone making something that sounds old. Kind of like that new band where uh, the lead singer sings exactly like the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah. Uh, Van, Van Fleet. Fleet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, so I think that, what's what's the lead singer of um, Led Zeppelin? I can't. Robert. Yep. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. His name escaped me for a second. Um, but yeah, there's something about his voice that has this sort of... It's just like a tone. It's very unique, obviously, and it has replay value. 
But when somebody is like ripping, straight up ripping off that sound, there's just something about it that rubs me wrong. Now, I'm not saying that Greta Van Fleet's not a good band. I just think that that's sort of gimmicky in a way. Um, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I've never listened to anything other than the curtain fall, though, so who knows? Maybe their other stuff could be a little bit more original. It's just the curtain fall feels like a Led Zeppelin ripoff. I, I see what you're saying, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't, I, it, I don't know how much he is attempting to emulate. You think, if it's, you think it's more natural and that it's not necessarily something that he's doing on purpose? No, I'm just saying I don't know. Okay. It definitely could be that. Right. And I agree. But at the same time, Robert Plant had a unique as fuck voice, and I don't think it's that yeah. easily pulled off. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> kind of makes me feel the same sort of way that, like you were talking about butt rock, how they sort of try to do that, <laughs> like, it's like a gruff sort of, I don't yeah. know. It just makes me feel weird, like they're copying, um, you know, like Pearl Jam and Nirvana and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. they are. they are, in fact, post-grunge. Post-grunge, yeah. Post-grunge isn't necessarily the best. I know there's one band that you hate, Creed. Uh, you, you, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you hate Creed. And I never I never knew that I knew a Creed song, but then you showed me one, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was on the radio, like, all the time when I was a kid. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Incubus, obviously, they're not as cringy. Um, and, like, Hoobastank, which aren't as cringy, but still pretty cringy. Um, another yeah. one, another one that... They, I don't know if you knew they are making music again, but they released an album a couple of years ago, uh, Breaking Benjamin. No, I knew they were, because yeah. I like them, yeah. actually. I like Even Breaking Benjamin. I think they're great. I, I, think they're, I, I think they're pretty awesome. Yeah. I always, I always liked the uh, flipping that he would do. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of Arabic style of, like, I... Yeah, yeah, man, the the way that it, it's sort of like, it reminds me of the way that uh, System of a Down's singers sort of enunciate their words and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a lot more blatant. His is, uh, Breaking Benjamin's lead singer is a little bit more reserved. I, I wouldn't say it's like strictly Arabic maybe, but maybe more along the lines of like... Middle Eastern? That's in a lot of Celtic singing too. Oh, for sure, okay. <clears throat> Yeah, um... Uh, that I would attribute it to that. Okay. But that it is, it is, it is a, definitely a feature. Right. Um, did you know that System of a Down just recently released a new album? What? Yeah, 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 dude. System of a Down... Just re- what, what? Just this earlier this week, I'm pretty sure. Holy fuck! Yeah, man, you gotta check it out. Some of their songs, it, it sounds like System of a Down, you know? <laughs> it's just original System of a Down music. It sounds like System of a Down. They're not doing anything new. Uh, not that I noticed, anyway. Um, I might cry. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to them when I work out. Uh, there's this one song where it's like, Hide from the devil, you never run from the devil, you never... Da, 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 and, and it goes like that, and I'm like, oh my god, it's amazing. Like... It's just so fast, you know, like, and it's just, it's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, love System of a Down. <laughs> um, I listen to Toxicity and, like, Mesmerize every now and again, and uh-huh. if my wife catches me, she's like, why are we listening to this? Shut this off. <laughs> <laughs> Very 
very good impression of your wife. I know, it's Donald Trump. Whenever somebody's yucking on my yum, I just make them sound like Donald Trump, and then it makes me feel better. <laughs> I remember when... I remember when... When I... When, um... I remember when I taught you that, that phrase. Yeah, dude, I remember when you taught me that phrase. That's Zach original right Frank. there. I had never heard Zay it before you. That phrase in a Zay Frank video. In a what Frank? Zay Frank. Okay. He is he was he was a video he was a YouTube guy and then he created BuzzFeed. Okay. So he was a YouTube guy and then made the shittiest news platform ever to exist. Yeah, and now he's not involved with it at all. Right on. Probably, probably a good thing. Also, I don't think it was originally intended to be a news thing. Yeah, what, what was up with that? It's still a thing now, and they like do like multimedia. They're like got like a show on Hulu and stuff. I don't know. I don't know either. Just just for a while there, it was like a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of stuff regarding the twenty sixteen election. That was just a, a lot of it was really falsely reported and stuff, and so they got a really bad name for themselves during all that shit. Yeah, yeah, that was not good. Think to do the news, right? Oh man, but I don't know. Hopefully, they're doing better now. They they're like making like mystery shows, and it seems like if a podcast was a show, almost it's kind of weird. You remember Cracked? Cracked. I don't recall. I miss Cracked. What is that? It, it was, uh, I don't know that it was news, but it was definitely, um, it had news on it, and the guy that does news, the guy that did news does, he has another channel called Some More News. Some More News, okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, I, I like, I like, I liked their stuff, and then, I don't know what happened, but their shit kind of went haywire. Yeah. Um, Good Mythical Morning. Do you still watch Good Mythical Morning? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still making stuff. They have a podcast called Ear Biscuits, which is pretty good. Um, and I, I see like little clips of them all uh, every so often on like YouTube and Facebook and stuff. Yes, it's I, it's always it's always something that I'm not at. That viewing a thumbnail, it's not something that I want to click on, but whenever I watch the video, it's always fun to watch. Yeah, there's like a, an amount of catharsis involved with it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing right now, man? Like in life? Or, yeah, no, or like, r- with, like no. this moment, right now. Right now, I am, I am fighting a fletchling. Oh, does it take concentration? I can hear the concentration in your voice. Oh, am, am I am I not engaging enough? No, you're engaging. I can just hear that there's a little bit of concentration tension in your voice. Oh, well, this is true. I'm I am fighting a Pokemon. There you go, fighting that Pokemon. And what kind of Pokemon is it? Did you say? It's like a pigeon. Mm. So I think not, you. No, like you know what Pidgey is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not that. Okay. Which is sad. <laughs> I've I've never played a single Pokemon game probably ever in my entire life. Not that I can recall. You know what? You're probably you're probably okay. I think really? I might be, but at the same time, you never know what you're missing. You right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like you get it and be like, okay, this is the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I people like it. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I think. 
what's what what is your favorite game to play while high? Oh, I'm not a fan of doing that. No, bad at games. Oh, bad. But um, I I have a I have fond experiences with the uh, Mad Max video game that they came out with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I think Pokemon is probably up there. You could probably do that. Yeah. It's doable. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I like, so there was this one game that my brother-in-law was playing while we were living in Oregon called Cuphead. And it's extremely yeah. hard. And he, for whatever reason, like, would make us play when we got really high. And it was just absolutely impossible. Yes, I've done that. I've done that with with friends. Yeah, I don't. It's like it's fun because it's hard. Or like Fez. Do you remember Fez, dude? I do remember Fez. Oh, that was great. That was amazing. People that don't know, Fez is a game where you play as a little guy with a Fez and you solve puzzles. And like the world is two D, but three D interactional. Yes. Oh, so amazing. And the guy that made it uh, was very emotional. What was his name? Something Fish? Phil Fish was his name. Phil Fish, bro, yes. Phil Fish all the way. Got very angry at the internet and then stopped making video games. He did. I I remember when you told me about that, dude. I was like, no way. Didn't he, like, like, remove Fez as an app or something? Yes. Yeah. He was like, fuck you. Fuck the internet. And he was in, like, this was during a time when he was, like, this happened while he was about to be uh, featured in an indie game's, like, uh, documentary. So he was was about to get immensely famous. Yes. And he just just completely reclused. He, He completely reclused, and also you can see in the documentary that he is extremely stressed out about his game the whole time. Damn. That sucks. It does suck. I wish him the best. What, like, about Fez or about Fez 2? It was just about indie developers. Okay. So, he was just very stressed about whatever he was making at the time. Yeah, I think he was working on Fez. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's intense, man. That documentary also had the guy that made Mist and Braid and uh, Witness. I can't remember his name. And it had Ed McMillan who made... um, He made uh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Finding of Isaac. What about Shovel Knight? Do you you know who made Shovel Knight? I remember you playing that. That was a great game. I don't think there's a specific name that comes to mind, but it was made by a company called Yacht Club Games. Okay. And, um... Yeah, I fucking love that game. Yeah, that was a great game. I remember you playing... I remember watching you play Super Meat Boy. I remember watching you play Fez. I remember watching you play Shovel Knight. And they're, they're just... It's just such a cathartic thing um, to see that sort of style of video game. And especially when you're just like high, just watching your friend play this super amazingly detailed and creatively artistic, you know, thing. It's like art. You're just watching like art take place, interactive art. I don't know. It's really cool. 
for sure. I think all that for me started with uh, Mega Man X. Mm. I've never like, played a Mega Man game. Is that is that like a platformer as well? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, it's if if you, you could definitely see the direct connections between that and uh, Shovel Knight. Okay. Yeah, I don't play any platformers, but I really do enjoy pe- watching people play them. I think the last one that I played uh, was, uh, what the fuck is it called? It's it's named after uh, Purgatory or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like this black and white game where you play as like this, this silhouette character running through this silhouette sort of landscape. I don't, I don't recall anything like that. It was an indie game, and you had to, like, fight spiders, and it was really cool. I thought it was awesome, but I don't remember the name of it, unfortunately. Played it back in, like, early high school, so it's it's pretty difficult to recall back that far. Because Do you remember at your, at your first house, when we stayed up until, like, 2 in the morning playing Oblivion? Which, which house? The one next to the graveyard in Elma? The first one. On top of the bluff? Yeah, 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 dude. Uh, I don't recall exactly that instance, but I do recall having you over quite often. <laughs> yes, and, like, your room was, like, kind of big, and it was very empty. Oh, dude, it was huge and very empty. Yeah, and you, it was, like, all just stone floors. It was, it was like, it was like a wooden, like, cracked wooden floor. Yes, it was. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure that that house had some sort of poltergeist in it. Some weird <laughs> shit happened with me and my little brother when he was, like, a baby. Um, that just, like, it totally freaked me out, man. Yeah? Yeah, he would, like... What happened? So, <clears throat> it first started when... Let's talk about ghosts and shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, just one moment here. <clears throat> It's getting kind of dark early, and the room got dark there, so I gotta turn on that light. Um, so, there was a couple experiences where I wasn't around, but um, at least I don't remember being around. That he would he would say that he had an imaginary friend, and his they would like my parents would ask him what his imaginary friend name was, and he would say that it was Mouse, and they thought that that was really weird because. Mouse was the nickname of the old man that lived in the house before us. And, right. Yeah. And so um, he would, like, say that he was, like, playing with Mouse and stuff. And then, uh, you know, one day I came home from school and was babysitting him for a little while. And uh, I, I don't remember exactly. I, I think I was probably just watching TV and he was playing with like this farm set and I was not paying attention to him. Um, and he was like, he was like just over two. Okay. And this farm set was massive and intricate and had little snap on pieces and like clips and stuff. Um, like buildable, like, uh, tractors and equipment and shit. And when I got up to go like get a drink of water or something, this whole farm set was set up on top of the table all of the animals were like drinking from troughs and the fence was completely built in like a really intricate way around the barn um and i was like hunter did you do this and he was like 
I don't even remember exactly what happened from there on, but I was like so seriously impressed because of how young he was and how like hand-eye coordination necessary this farm set was. And I didn't really think anything of it after that. Um, looking back on it now, I do believe that it was, you know, some sort of paranormal activity. Um, but then there was another day where I had to do his laundry because I was watching him and I folded up all of his laundry and I brought it to his room and uh, put it on the bed. And he had run upstairs and was running around in my room. And so I like ran out of his room, which was directly connected. You know how that like plaster wall went up in my room? Yeah. Yeah. His room was that little box behind that. Um, and I do remember. Yeah, yeah. And I ran into my room to, to snag him. And uh, when I went back into his room to put away his clothes that I had put on his bed, they were thrown across the room just, just in, a, in disarray. And we were the only ones home. And so that freaked me the fuck out, dude. I was like, okay, this is really weird. And there was like some more minor things that had happened leading up to that point that really got me like solidified that there was something going on. Um, and then there was another night where we were sitting on the couch together watching TV and he starts looking like he's scared and he's pointing across the room like shaking and pointing at this like chair, this little rocking chair that he had over in the corner. And... We were like, what's wrong, Hunter? And he was like, the man, the man. And we were like, no, what is, what man? There's no man here. What is wrong? And he was just pointing and like hiding in the corner across the room from this rocking chair saying the man, the man. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so that just like, after that, shortly after that, we ended up moving down to Nelson. Um, and so that was like basically the last of the experiences with all that. But to say the least, it got me freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Um, any experiences that you've had regarding paranormal stuffs? Um, not so much, but I do kind of want to, I, there's this concept called the Tulpa. The Tulpa. The Tulpa, T-U-L-P-A. Okay, okay. And it is a concept of a sort of fairy, like, sort of occult creature that is willed into existence. Mm, yeah, dude, by, like, somebody's imagination and shit? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I know about those. There's plenty of uh, scary shows about this exact thing. Yeah. And so the nature of, like, the paranormal always, and, like, the nature of fairies has always sort of, like, it sort of mimics itself throughout the years. Mm. And it sort of, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but it's, I, I, I think it's fascinating how these stories sort of mimic each other in, in the way that they portray human psychology in terms of, like, what the fuck is going on. Absolutely, yeah. And not to say that I fully believe in ghosts either. I just know what I've seen and experienced type thing. Yeah. Yeah, all you have are, like, like specific experiences, and that's all there can be. Right. And it's the same with UFOs, right? It's yep. the same with shit like that. And, like, it's, can, it's, it's, it's the reason that it's so fascinating and can be believable 
is that there is a repetitive aspect to it despite there never being any like correlation between the two people that experience the same exact thing absolutely there that that's like the one thing because it's not necessarily evidence excuse me but it seems like evidence because of the way that our brains work mm-hmm. yeah like there's an experience uh with um aliens back in i want to say the 60s or the 70s um where across three towns stretching about 37 miles or something like that across the span of three towns 75 people reported the same exact experience to the police station that evening and none of these people they they none of these people were to have, have con- been confirmed to have corroborated in any way or even having known each other in any way. Um, and this was in one state, just in one night, people were talking about being abducted and having you know large flashes of light and all reported to be about the same time that evening. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. What, what, what state was this in? I think it was in like Massachusetts or Pennsylvania or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think I remember this. There's yeah I don't know I watched it on a show with William Shatner recently I think that was I can't remember exactly but that was really weird to me to th- to think that that many occurrences in one night reported around the same time by that many people across that distance that's just kind of crazy but who knows it could have been corroboration uh, you never know that that sort of reminds me of like the Dan Aykroyd like Crystal Skull shit well, I don't know what that is. Um, you know his, like, Crystal Skull Vodka, right? That's Dan Aykroyd's? Yeah. Oh, my God. You didn't know that? No, dude. I've seen that shit everywhere. That's amazing. Yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. And Dan Aykroyd is, like, super into UFOs and shit, right? Right, right. And, like, so he's got all these, like, factoids. (coughs) I remember, I remember from Joe Rogan podcast when he was on there, where he was like, <laughs> "Excuse me." Um, he was like, uh, "Like these these skulls could not be shaped by human hands, and they appear in all sorts of different places in in Mexico and in Canada and in the U.S. and uh, like." The, like according to him, these couldn't have been made by human hands. And there was one lady where that reported like the skull was like talking to her. Of his vodka? Not of his vodka. Of the thing that his vodka is based off of. Like the the actual skulls that they found from these yeah. prehistoric like, beings. Like, like the crystal skulls. Right. That they found. Right. Yeah, and he believes that they were put there by aliens, <laughs> and it's just, it's the same sort of thing where it's like five different people have similar stories about these random glass skulls right? that probably couldn't be made by the machinery at the time, and there's all sorts of shit where it's like, um... They're not real, or are they real? Right. Well, like, are they man-made by modern technology and just... Because that's a thing. That's a thing where, like, 
a paleontologist will go put some shit in the desert and be like, look what I found in the desert, guys! Right. And as far as crystal goes, there isn't really necessarily a uh, carbon date on crystal. No, I don't know. How does carbon dating work? I think it has to literally be from organic material. I think you have to you have to be able to have organic material or some sort of fossilized organic material um, in order to get a carbon date off of it. Um, and I think they do it with I think they do carbon dating with ice cylinders that they drill in like Antarctica and stuff as well because there's like little pockets of air that hold you know yeah in like the in like the permafrost and shit absolutely yeah yeah so stuff like that I think that's how they what they use I don't know the process for the carbonating but I know that that's what they are able to use but um, you know like the the whole um, conspiracy surrounding the pyramids and stuff with the undercut near the Sphinx uh, the trench dug beneath the Sphinx uh, has weathering on it that is indicative of like a 2,000 year period of rainfall which hasn't happened in Egypt in the past 7,000 years um, and so that's why these archaeologists, these non-mainstream archaeologists, like we talked about last time, Graham Hancock and, um, you know, Carlson and stuff like that, um, they think that those pyramids were built in the Younger Dryads period, if not prior to the Younger Dryads period, because of that weathering that is very obvious and the way that the pyramids have been refurbished and stuff. Well, it just seems to me that <clears throat> if in any way a crystal skull would be able to be produced is from an ancient civilization much longer ago than we previously believed and that we can possibly believe um, that had the technology to do these amazing, fascinating creations of monoliths and, uh, you know, sculptures and prayer sites and stuff like that. Are you implying ancient aliens? No. So that's the thing, <laughs> is that I'm implying ancient civilizations, um, humans, that who mean? had created cultures that advanced very, very quickly, and, uh, or not even quickly, they, they advanced very far, um, and then a global cataclysm, such as meteor impacts, massive floods, volcanic eruptions on mass proportions, like super volcano, um, stuff like that, that literally just wipes out all of civilization to the point where we literally need to start from the Ice Age again. Because these giant, catastrophic, you know, things that take place, uh, they set the atmosphere and the climate into a tailspin, which then the Earth needs to recalibrate itself because of in a mass a massive amount of heat stored or a massive amount of heat lost, whatever. <clears throat> and so, usually going into an ice age period, and uh, you know, then having a major shift in the placement of the continents and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's sort of uh, like that reminds me of. Uh... Monty Cook's Numenera. I don't know what that is. It is a it is a tabletop RPG that is based off of the I can't remember whose um, whose quote it is. Wish I could, but the quote is any uh, technology that is significantly advanced 
would appear like magic. Mm. And so it's on. It's it takes place on Earth, so far in the future that like civilization has sort of just started over. Yeah. So it's it's dungeons. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, and it's got all sorts of fantasy uh, shit in it, right? Right on. But it's 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 sort of like. Also, there's um. Yeah, it's sort of just like that, where it's it's got. It's so far in the future that like. All of Earth's, even our civilization wouldn't even exist, right? Because it's just dust. It's that far in the future, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones. Some people fan theory that that's so far in the future that it's like basically the Middle Ages again. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. There is there's a series called uh, Dying Earth mm. that is um, it's I think it's by Jack Vance and it's not until you are given the information where you're like oh this is Earth in the future <laughs> <laughs> it like it like makes you think that it's in the past because of the way that it's portrayed and and like it, the set design and stuff yeah so there's like a yeah. sign that says there's like a a sign that is dilapidated and it has words on it, and then it's like it's George like, Washington. If you, right, if you read the sign right, it's like Philadelphia. Right, right. But it's not called Philadelphia. It's called Heli Effie or something. Right. Mm, mm, okay, because of how eroded it was. Yeah, it's called like Eli Fi or something. Right. I think I remember that movie. Is that a movie or is that a game? It's a book. I remember a movie where something very similar like that happened. Where, like, they were searching this, you know, dilapidated city and ended up coming onto this spot where some sacred object was stored and they, like, wipe over the sign for what it says. And it it's, like, it's like the same thing with Philadelphia where the words or the letters are kind of eroded and it's, it, it's like George Washington or something like that. Um, I think you're probably, Oh, was it, is it set in America? Yeah. Cause there's stuff like that in like Mad Max. Okay. I've never seen the Mad Max series. You've never seen what? <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of a terrible person. That makes me so sad for you. Yeah, They're I've so seen. Fucking good. So you know the new Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I've been to the I've been to the theater four times to see Mad Max Fury Road, and I've never watched Mad Max Fury Road. Why? Because there is something weird with the cinematography and the way that the frame rate, the frame rate is like trance inducing for me. I fell asleep all four times. <laughs> Dude, it's not oh, funny. God. It's not funny, bro. It's, it's terrible. It's, I don't it's know hilarious. what. You're wrong. It's hilarious. Yeah, I just. Four times. How do you, it, Fury Road. How do you, there's so many explosions and cool shit. That's what I'm saying. And in the, in the theater as well, the, the speakers are so loud that there is no possible way, you know, that I could have fallen asleep, but I did, all four times. I'm I'm upset, <laughs> dude. 
do you know the thing that I'm talking about, though? Though, do you I know? I get it. I get it. Because it's something where it's like someone was like, "How the fuck do you fall asleep with Acacia Strain playing?" Right. But it's like it's just it's just numbingly loud. But it wasn't even the noise that put me to sleep, dude. It was the it, it was the frame rate. Well, maybe not the frame rate, but like the imagery. No, no, no. Dude, I'm telling you, the frame rate, it seemed like it was sped up. Like, all of the shots were sped up. Everybody was moving way quicker than what seemed normal. It was not... It, it, it just looked like it was processed in a way where the sound was matching up, and the sound didn't sound sped up, but the the actual imagery was sped up. It was like a... Okay, mani- what, was, what we're gonna what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to watch... We're going to have to watch Mad Max at some point. I know. And we're going to have to talk about it on the podcast. Dude, okay, so I have I saw it three times with the same person and then one time by myself, okay? And right. the person the that I saw... The fourth time... Can I just ask a question? Sure. The fourth time you saw it, were you really, really hoping to not fall asleep? Yes. And you fell asleep the fourth time anyway? I did. I bet you woke up in that theater being like, fuck! Dude, I woke up at the end the fourth time where they fucking rip. spoiler alert, everybody, um, where they fucking ripped the main bad guy's mouth off. Or like, or like shoot his mouth off right. or something. Yeah, that part. I woke up and I that's the first thing I saw. And I was like, holy fuck, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, so I don't know. I've seen I've seen parts of Mad Max Fury Road, but I've never seen the whole thing. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Anybody who's listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Does anybody else experience like, this? The frame rate the frame rate is hypnotizing. And if you don't know about the frame rate thing, because I've I've tried to explain it to the person I went to the movie theater with, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like the the first time I saw it, it the movie started and he's running down that cave and those dudes are chasing after him. The third time he went, the third time he went to that movie with you and you fell asleep. I bet he was super pissed. Oh yeah, he was very pissed. Because he was like, dude. But then we smoked a blunt on the way home, so it was all good. He kept like he yeah. Kept, he kept like shoving my arm. To do with weed? What? You think it has anything to do with weed? No, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. No possible way. It seemed that's why you were sleepy. No, it seemed like narcolepsy, bro. I don't even remember getting sleepy. I just remember waking up, and the movie was over. I would like maybe you're cursed. I'm just not supposed to watch Mad Max Fury Road forever, that forever and ever until I die. I mean, you could watch it the day of your death, probably. But probably, like, but I might fucking just fall asleep and die. In my that hey, that's a great idea, Zach. Thank you. You just you you use Fury Road to make sure you die in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. Oh shit. Oh, I know that's really fucking weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's just the perfect, it's the perfect kind of weird. 
I just don't know why that happens to me, and it makes me really upset, actually, because I would love to be able to watch it. Has it happened with... Are there, are there other movies that it has happened to? So... I imagine, to the degree of which you've probably seen The Lord of the Rings, you've probably fallen asleep during that. No, I've always watched The Lord of the Rings. Actually, no, that's a lie. There was one time where I know it was that's like... A lie. There was like one time where it's like you go over to this girl's house and she's like, yo, let's watch Lord of the Rings. And you're like, you want to watch Lord of the Rings? Okay. And uh, you end up like just laying down and you end up just passing out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, in, in that respect, but not in the, in the way that Mad Max Fury Road does it for me. Not with the frame rate. This was a literal hypnotization. Was it... Was it too fast? Was it like 60 FPS? See, that's the thing. Good? That's the thing. is I've played 60 FPS video games, and I've never had that experience before. Where you feel sleepy because of 60 FPS. Maybe it was the lighting at that frame rate? Maybe the lighting at that frame rate. I could see that. But it just seemed jaunty in the way where like things were like very rhythmic. You know, like, let's just say you take a video of somebody yeah, like that's... marching, okay? Somebody like, or, or, or you know how really old-timey video is sped up like that? It's not at the actual pace. Like, you see videos of, um, like, armies marching for Hitler during World War II, and they seem like they're marching really quick. And then later on, the History yes. Channel remasters and colors it, and it's not that fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me, man. It feels like it's like a sped up version of reality, and or like silent, or like how all silent films seem like they're really fast. Exactly, that is exactly what I'm talking about. That kind of motion is what Mad Max Fury Road has, and I'm pretty sure what put me to sleep. Yeah, that's on purpose. It probably happens during the dream sequence where he's losing his mind and trying to escape from the dudes. Yeah. Because that is just littered with weird shit and imagery where it's like, ah, my daughter's dead. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's always like within the first ten minutes of the movie that it happens to me. But, yeah, it's just a... It's a, it's I, a... Imagine, I imagine if that's the case, I could imagine you falling asleep during a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, is a Clockwork Orange like that, too? It's got some, like, wacky camera shit. See, man, I'm really just attributing it to the whole frame rate thing. I don't think it has anything to do with, like, special effects in cinematography, you know? Um, but you were asking... But that's where, that's where... That's where Bad Max really shines. Is with that but sort you don't of... know that. No, I don't know that, dude. Yes. Because <laughs> Cause you fucking fell asleep every single time you tried uh... to watch it. Every time. Yeah, I've I've only ever attempted four times in, in the movie theater as well, so I paid to take a really good nap. Yeah, you paid $40. Paid $40 <laughs> to, to have, take a good nap. To have amazing naps, yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> <laughs> so there's another movie that I fell asleep to. I've seen it in theaters twice because I was very, very interested in it, and I fell asleep both times. Um, what movie is that? It Game? was Transcendence with Johnny Depp. Okay. Yeah. I can see falling. I can see falling asleep during that. So I think the reason I fell asleep during that was because it was boring as ass. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was, it was insanely that's, boring. That's why I can see it. Yeah, it's very long. I remember, I remember, speaking of boring movies, I remember, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show already, but I remember telling, I remember Amber coming up to me and being like, I want to get into Star Wars, which movie should I start with? And I was like, not The Phantom Menace. Definitely She's don't like, do I that. I think I should start with The Phantom Menace. And I'm like, probably not, you probably shouldn't do that. And she started with it, and I was like, okay, well, then do that. And she came back and was like, I'm never watching Star Wars again. That movie's fucking boring. I'm like, I told you not to watch that fucking movie, you idiot. See, the Star Wars saga is meant to be watched in the order in which they were created. It's just how it is. I like the. I like. There's an order where it's. It's. Um. I can't remember. It's. I think it's called the Machete Order. Order. Okay. Where I think it goes. It goes four five. One, two, no, it goes four, five, two, three, six. Four, five, two, three, six. That is a good order. Because you don't want, you don't fucking watch one. No, you just skip that entirely. But here's the thing, man. Any true. Or, or, hold on. It might be, it might be, it might be four, two, no, it has, it has to be four, five. It's four five two three six. That's what it is. I was gonna say it could be four two three five six, but that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I I really enjoy one. You gotta get all that. You gotta get. You gotta get all that Vader shit in from five. Right. To be like, oh, Vader's cool as fuck. Yeah, that that and is a really good order. That is a that is a good order. You watch. You watch Vader literally cut his own son's hand off, tell him he's his son, and then push him off, or he jumps off of this fucking little antenna thing into this dark abyss cavern, and somehow gets sucked into some weird vacuum thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's... That sounds like a good Cards Against Humanity card. What? Luke Skywalker getting sucked into some weird vacuum thing somehow. Luke Skywalker dropping off of an antenna into this dark void and then getting sucked into some weird vacuum thing somehow. My favorite one is the, my favorite homemade one that because I've got the create your own ones. Yeah, my favorite uh, is one that John made. Okay, and it's because I it's it's one where he he screamed at Alex because he took a turn too hard. And the card is called Zach's fucking marinara sauce all over the goddamn place. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, I was holding marinara sauce, and Alex took a sharp turn, and I launched it all over, and we were in John's car. Dude, that's totally something that would happen to you, too. Yes. 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 I'm very unlucky. It's all good. I think it's kind of funny when that shit happens, but, yeah. Yeah, I do too. It's just, I wish it would happen to someone else. Yeah, so you could have the for laughs once. for once, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, fuck. I'm we... like fucking Butters from fucking <laughs> South Park. I don't know what my favorite homemade card is. I, I, 
I can't recall ever actually writing on them. People usually just make them up on the spot when we play. Um, yeah. But I think I have three all-time favorite cards. And I think they're just classics, really, and that's why they're so popular with me. Um, one of them is Bees, question mark. Bees, uh, yeah, that's bees. a good one. Uh, a, a fuck ton of almonds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, a motherfucking wizard. I really, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I really enjoy that one. And then for a fourth one, damn. Now I'm now I'm blanking. I can't really think right now exactly which one. Um, John had a good John had a good one where it was. Um, I can't remember what the setup, but it was f- the the salute. Oh, it was. I don't need drugs because I have, and the card was these funky fresh rhymes. Yes, bro. I don't do drugs. I just do funky fresh rhymes. Yep. That's great shit. Yes. I like when they just line up perfectly like that. That's always, uh, yeah, that's always a a great time. That's like... Ooh, I remember. I can imagine the after school special. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, With a time freeze and be like, what would you do here? (laughs) Don't succumb to peer pressure. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You just gotta rap. Rap. Rapidy do. (laughs) I don't need drugs. I got these funky fresh rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Another one of my favorite ones was an interaction between two cards. Um, It was like, Arby's, we have. And uh, somebody in the group played horse meat. And it was just so fucking good, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Arby's, Uh, we have horse meat. I remember remember during Winterfest at school, someone decided to play that uh, in, in the study hall room. In the library? Yep. And Mr. Killian was supervising. Yeah. And, like, one of the cards was, like, a jar filled with cum. (laughs) And he was like, okay, I don't think this is... I don't think we should play this anymore. This isn't very school appropriate, children. Or, like, like, uh, balls deep in a squealing hog. I also remember... I also remember being super upset because I none of my jokes landed, and mm. they were all amazing. Yeah, well, none that's of the my thing, jokes dude. landed. You can't play with stupid people. I, no, it fucking sucks. Seriously, I was playing with fucking Cole. What, what's his fucking uh, the great under us? Cole Glass and Madison Larson, oh. and they every time I made a weird. A weird off-kilter joke. They just fucking stare at me with fucking glazed expression. See, that's the thing, man. Is there like back when you're in high school and you're playing cards against humanity? Everybody's trying to make like poop jokes and sex jokes, okay? But there are no, some I jokes. Do that. I would do. I would do the weird shit where it was like weirdly wholesome, right? And or like really, 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 really gross. But that's the thing: is people don't understand irony, you know. The kids then don't understand irony, and it sucks. But like we play with—I was a kid. Well, that's the thing I was is a that kid. you were—I understood irony. You're different. 
I know. Yeah. Like, we play with my wife's younger sister, who is, like, 16 or something. And when she reads the card, she's like... And it's like, what? Are you... Are you... (laughs) That's the thing, too. Where you, like... That's another thing where, like, I loved being in class and listening to people who did not know how to, like... (laughs) be dramatic in their reading right read because you could just tell that they don't like to read at all it's so like every time sam miller had to read anything oh my god dude and like, then sam, miller, sam miller's, and... miller's a great guy but when he reads stuff he's like this is the color blue it is my favorite color dude i remember you pointing have you out ever to me seen a box full of grapes i have <laughs> it was my favorite box I remember you pointing out to me that he got really, really close to the book and would read with his finger like that. Yeah. I'm not trying... <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun. I'm just saying what I was told. Don't cancel me. I'm the one that told you, but... No, he did do that, though. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. You're probably not listening, but really sorry if you are. You're a great guy. Or, or if anybody who knows you is listening, we're sorry. It's all in good fun. We're, I we're mean... Just making jokes. They're probably also laughing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that, that's, that was always a, a really funny time. Like, uh, I remember like... I remember when we read A Cask of Amontillado, and he... <laughs> <laughs> dude... And he would just he would just talk like the fucking I can't remember the the character's name, but he would talk like him, and he would always say the other person's name. I I do it's not making any At sense. At the beginning, yeah. Oh gosh! And then like later on in like the years to come, when we read Romeo and Juliet, he would be like Mercutio and stuff like that. Yes. Yes. But. uh... Yeah. High school English. So. I remember getting I remember getting passive aggressive looks from Mr. Greitzen when I pointed out that he'd been saying the name of a Japanese man for wrong for years. Ooh. What what Jap- there, there, there's there, there was a character called Abe sama. Right? Okay. And he, everybody kept calling him Abe. And I'm like, he's Japanese. There's no way his name is fucking Abraham. Right. Abe. His name is Abe, guys. Abe, right, right. <laughs> and he got upset with you for that? He didn't get upset. He he just sort of just stared at me and, like, half-smiled. Oh. And was like, oh. Yeah, so I was pretty certain that he hated me. But then senior year, for some reason, he passed me, and I was like, all right, cool, thanks, guy. Yeah. I think he did the same thing, too, where I was like, I was definitely failing his class, and then all of a sudden, I just was like, I published a thing, and it's a short story, and it's not very good. And he's like, okay, uh, you get to graduate. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure I got extra credit for for writing uh, music. Yeah! And I, like, didn't necessarily attribute it to it being that, but I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I think that's what was going on, but... I passed, so that's cool. I remember cool. this. Yeah. 
Hey, dude, do you also remember that time that we had a, a performance for Hard to Pronounce at the Top Hat, and then um, and then Jonathan Woodarts and Rosemary never showed up? Yes, I do remember this. Yeah, that and was... it was just the three. It was just me, you, and Nathan. Yeah, that was awesome, right? Yeah, it was. It was horrible. It was so cool. I mean, awesome. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> hey, you know who's you know who's, you know who's not a shitbag? Who? Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. And you not... know who is a shitbag? Who? You know who? You know who are shitbags? Who? Not Nathan. Not Nathan. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Nathan let us Nathan's come over to great. his house that one time and do band practice. That was pretty fun. We I ate a baguette for the first time. Dude, baguettes are great. Hey, I was like, why is this what? bread so hard? And you're like, you dip it in the butter, Gabe. <laughs> I remember having a LaCroix, uh, not LaCroix, I'm an idiot. Whatever those fucking fancy lemonades are. Mm. San Pellegrino. Ooh, yeah. I remember discovering San Pellegrino <coughs> and being like, oh, God, I can't. At, at, at Rosemary's house. Yep, yep. They had all that. Like, they had oh, all God, that whole food shit. Why must I have such expensive tastes now? I cannot. I can never not drink a San Pellegrino if I see a San Pellegrino. Mm. See. I, fucking, the blood orange San Pellegrino is like crack cocaine. It is pretty good. My wife really likes them, and we only ever bought San Pellegrino when they were selling them for a short period of time at Aldi when we were living in Minnesota, because it was dude, like. Dude, by the way, Winona Winona has an Aldi now. No. God damn yes. it! God damn it! We we wanted an Aldi to go in there so bad, and now it's there, and we're not there to bask in it dude i am yeah i know you are do you do your own grocery shopping no i live at home i live at my original home still right so i don't i don't i don't i don't do any of that i have got i have gone grocery shopping before on my own if that's I feel like a bad adult. <laughs> nah, dude, it's okay. Everybody's trying to figure out how to be an adult right now. Some of us are just, you know, pretending like we know what we're doing a little bit better than others. I mean, I, I, I have done it not infrequently. For sure. And I'm definitely not doing it now because my tires on my car are fucked. Yeah, I was talking about, like, people who, like, think that they are great adults deep down inside not really knowing what the fuck is going on and what they uh, actually do yeah that's what i'm talking about not you pretending sorry if that came out wrong no that's fine i get what you mean yeah like joe blow is a fucking yale graduate and he's got a job that pays a hundred thousand dollars a year awesome he's set right he knows what life is all about right he's got everything figured out right no. No, not at all. He has no idea what the fuck any of this is. He is just coasting along on I feel some... like that's I feel like that's the main reason that rich people suck. Is that they live in a fallacy, a a fictionally constructed reality based on the pleasantries and uh, you know, secular worldview. Yeah, also I think that's why Bill 
Bill Gates' children aren't like that because he was like, nah, you're going to struggle, kids. There you go. He's like, you're, you're going to work for shit. Yeah. Uh, working definitely puts a, a, an amount of character in you, you know? Like, I remember splitting That's wood. something that our president never really got. No, not at all, no. Remember those heel spurs? What heel spurs? So, like, he was drafted to the Vietnam War, but he had heel spurs, quote-unquote, and so he couldn't go. Oh, that sucked. Yeah. So he, uh, I'm pretty sure he, like, forged medical documents to get out of going into Vietnam. Yeah. Sounds like a thing that he would do. It does sound like a thing that he would do. Uh, yeah. He is a giant bitch. He is, dude. Oh, my God. Like... On the podcast with Jeremy, or sorry, Jermaine, on the podcast with Jermaine, I'm, if, if anybody is wondering why my speech is a little bit slower and I'm mixing up words, I've been smoking since we started this episode. So, um, but yeah, when I, on the episode with Jermaine, crack, right? no, not crack, crack. Is what you're no, cannabis, both start with a C. One of them is terrible for you and the other one is not that bad for you. <laughs> Oh, I, I was under the impression that you were smoking crack. Nah, it looks kind of like a crack pipe. It's like this little. It's it looks like a regular pipe, you know, like like. Uh... I'm joking. By the way, for everybody listening, I, I should should be really clear. I am joking. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not smoking crack. Um, it looks like a regular pipe, but the bowl area, you know, like the bulbous bowl area and the stem are separated by like this wall of glass and then a carb and you put water into the um mouth area and so it's like a it's like a bubbler but it's a pipe and it's like turned and it looks really cool weird yeah it's like a little baby bubbler it holds like a milliliter of water that sounds like difficult i probably wouldn't get that right yeah, it's kind of a bitch to clean. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I just wanted something quick. I didn't want to steal, um, you know, the B-O-N-G from, you know, wherever. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, I called Trump a pussy on the last podcast because Trump's a fucking pussy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. He's he's showing his true colors of bitchiness ever more proudly um, now that Biden is officially, you know, won the race. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think that he could be more of a bitch, and then he just goes and proves me wrong. So good on him there. I didn't think I he mean, could do I, it. I'm 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 surprised that people have taken this long to realize that he's just a giant swollen baby yeah i don't know like um a lot of times when i get into conversations with a trump supporter or something um anybody on the right really they may not even support trump like they may not want him as president but they may like not think he's that bad normally (coughs) like my biggest problem with him is that he's just he's just a shitty person okay it's just like there, there's a vibe that you get from people. And so when somebody who doesn't like Trump, I don't like Biden either. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like Biden. 
But when somebody doesn't like Trump and they express that they don't like Trump, people who do like him get super butthurt to the point where they're like, just, I don't know. It's like they're being as much of a bitch as him. And they just can't understand why somebody couldn't possibly love Trump. Why don't you want to suck his dick? Why don't you want to? He's amazing. He is a golden boy with an orange face. Why could you not love those tiny little hands? Those oversized pantsuits. How could you not love him? He's obese. Why wouldn't you love him? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you didn't list any of the things that people love him for, but yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't list any. <laughs> what is there to no, love about him? Any of the things. What is? I remember. I there's a there's a little moment. Where I remember, like, it's, like his election was totally just cult of personality, and it had nothing to do. Oh, dude, he with... is—he was a meme. 2016 was meme city, bro. And he was the biggest meme. Right, and that's why he won. Exactly. You ask, you ask any of the African-American population that voted for Trump the reason why they did? Because he's fucking funny. Yep. And that's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Did I tell you that I almost voted for him? No. Yeah, because I was like, I was, I was illusioned into thinking that he had absolutely no chance of winning, and I really didn't want to vote for Hillary, so I almost voted for him. Damn. I just kind of succumbed, and I voted for Hillary anyway. Yeah. See. I don't regret voting for Hillary, but I would never do it again. Nah. Nah. And nah. I don't know, there's some people who are listening right now. I didn't vote this year, and, uh, like, you can be mad at me, whatever, that's fine, but I did not vote. And I think that wearing those I voted stickers, if I'm offending anybody, again, I'm sorry. I think it's kind of performatory and not really necessary and uh, just kind of, I don't know, virtue signaling. And I don't think telling people to vote is something that any human being should do. People need to be able to make the decision for themselves. I don't believe in partisanship. I, I well, obviously, you're making the decision for yourself, but I feel like people should be reminded, hey, this is a thing you can do. Right. Hey guys, it's and time especially to Especially during a time where where Republicans are definitely trying to get the people that want to vote against them to ignore voting or to make it harder to vote. Right. You should be encouraged to vote. Okay. So I, I really strongly disagree with what you're saying. Okay. Because of that. Okay. I just don't because I just don't like that it becomes this thing that people use as, like, some sort of minute status symbol for some reason. Yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely stupid to be, like, you acknowledge that you can vote, okay, and you actively choose not to, that's fine. Right, but not knowing where to vote or when to vote or any of that shit, that's, yeah, that's, that's why it's encouraged. And that's why the kid... That's why people are campaigning so hard. I definitely think it's annoying where it's like people are like, I'm better than you because I voted. Yeah. 
I don't know, or when people get yeah. mad at you, like, you ignored your civil duty. I don't know, no, man. You didn't. In fact, you, you, you looked at your civil duty and you actively were like, I don't even want to touch any of this. Exactly. Because I didn't. I didn't want to touch either of them. You know, in 2016, it was between a, uh, a giant douche and a shit sandwich. And this year, it was between a giant douche and a diarrhea sandwich. And um, I just didn't really want either of them. Obviously, I mean, I voted, obviously, I voted for the giant douche. You voted for the giant douche? Yeah. This year? Yeah. You voted for Trump? Oh, no, I thought, oh, no, I voted, I guess I voted for the diarrhea sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought Trump was the diarrhea sandwich. I apologize. No, you're all good, man. The douche canoe. I mean. The douche, the big giant douche. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember in junior high, I had an argument with a person that implied that being a douchebag was a good thing because it meant that you got pussy because that's where douches go. And I just wanna, I just wanna let you know that I, I, I still think that he's an idiot. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, that laugh was really I'm loud. Names because we both know who I'm talking about. I don't actually know who you're talking about. Okay. <coughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you after the podcast. All right, all right. But it was it was very funny. Also, I can't remember his last name, but I think Brett was there. I can't remember his last name. He was friends with Asher. Oh, Brett Myers. No, I don't think his last name is Myers. Yeah, dude, Brett Myers. Or no, no, that's a different no. guy. That's a different guy. Sorry. <laughs> Brett Myers is from Wabasha. Um, that is Brett Douglas. Yes, Brett Douglas. That came into my brain too at the exact moment. Yeah, dude. Um, I I he was there, and he was like, "I concur. That sounds like a plan. That sounds correct." <laughs> yeah, uh, I friended him on Facebook and had to block him within the first like thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of heavy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually wonder. I wonder how many people have blocked me, because I like have like three hundred friends on Facebook now, and I think about I think the same seven people will comment and like my posts. And so, like, what's going on with the other, you know, two hundred and ninety three people? I don't know that at all. I don't think that they blocked you. I think that they just don't care. <laughs> totally, totally. But there's some people who are like really active with certain things, like music or art and stuff. And I love plugging their shit. Like if I see people who are making music, especially indie artists, I love just like trying to pump them up a little bit and not having my friends list engage with my posts makes it very difficult to pump people up. I concur. Hey, I have a thing that I could maybe promote. What? Uh, so I recorded some gameplay with my friends uh, Austin and Alex. Yeah. This last week. And we still don't know what we're going to call the YouTube channel, but we are going to probably... 
uh, be uploading those uh, at some point in the near future. Yeah, so we recorded three games. And what games we were those? Recorded, we recorded a game called Mo Astray. We recorded some uh, Rocket League. Okay. And some Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. All right. And did you guys have, like, live recording of your faces and stuff, or was it just of the gameplay? That was... It was just gameplay recording. Okay. We and we were doing uh, voiceover as well. Right on, voiceover as well. That's good. That's good. Um, and what exactly is like the, and I don't necessarily know the verbiage for this, but sort of the platform for it that you use. YouTube, or like, do you mean like the methodology behind yeah, it? Or? Yeah, yeah, like what you're recording on, or if there's like an app that you use to do so, or what. I don't. I don't know any of that. That's all. That's all stuff that Austin has. Oh, okay, for sure. It just seems really interesting to me. I've always wondered how somebody does that, like you know, plays a video game and then has like a little square of their face in the corner and stuff. I don't know. It's just really interesting. I don't know anything about video editing or uh, really computers in general, so I have no idea. Yeah, you should have. You should have Austin on the podcast then. Yeah, dude, that's all about that. If he would be on, I would. I would definitely have him on. Anybody who has something interesting to talk about, thank you for bringing that up. Because really, I'm serious for anybody who's listening. If you have something interesting to talk about, and you, you know, or if you, uh, you know, have something that you do that you think is interesting, maybe a hobby, uh, a craft, or something like that and you want to maybe help promote that more, I'll do free advertisement for you. I do not care. Um, as long as you promote my shit, I'll promote your shit. And, you know, growing a decent listener base here, quite a few people might hear about your stuff that didn't hear about your stuff before, and that might be kind of interesting. So, But yeah, um, once you have a name for your YouTube channel, and once you have it all figured out and everything like that, We'll get your handles up on here and uh, let everybody know what's going on. Cool. Awesome. Do you know when Thank that could potentially be? I have no idea. Well, hopefully it's I soon. Because... I, have, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, probably sometime in the next month at least. Is there a lot of editing that needs to take place with that or something? Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be. It's it's a bunch of. It's a long. It's a lot of gameplay that's gonna be cut down and then edited up into humorous hijinks. Dude, that sounds amazing. Are you guys gonna be doing that regularly then to keep him like in full in full time mode for editing and stuff? Um, probably not yet. No, but okay. we'll see. We're playing around with it. We're just we're just experimenting. I with think it that now. that's. I, I think that that's a really cool idea. And, uh, you know, obviously other people do it, but maybe not so much to the point where, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. But, you know, there's potential to gain, like, a decent fan base through doing live stream stuff or not even just live stream stuff, but, like, that edited down, like, creating a channel, like, a humor channel based around gaming and shit. Like, that's really cool stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for it. We're just, we're, right now we're just playing around with it. Right. We're, we're seeing what happens. You're not wanting me to promote it too hard, huh? I mean, you could do it. You could do whatever you want, man. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you need to let me know uh, when it has a full name and everything like that because then we'll definitely get you back on here, and uh, so you can okay. tell, you can tell everybody. Yeah. Um. So, a little bit of a scary thing. I already talked to you about this, but yeah, there's a potential that I might have COVID. That would suck. But, I mean, I, and I know that the science isn't necessarily perfect, but supposedly younger people with better immune systems are handling it better, or is that just completely fucking false? Uh, it seems to be the case. All right, well... As, as, what I, as far as I've seen. The only reason that I'm necessarily concerned is because I have asthma. Yeah, that would perhaps put you at risk. Yeah. Yes. And so that's just the scary part about it, having asthma and, <clears throat> you know, but if, if I have it, I already have it because my wife's coworker has it. So um, we'll just see how the next couple days play out. That, yeah. John had it and he had a fever that went up to like 103. <laughs> that's like, you can die, dude. Yeah. We were like, hey, you should go to the hospital. And he was like, I'll be fine. And he's fine now, but... Damn. Holy shit. Yeah, that's 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 horrible. Yeah. My grandpa and grandma got it. Oh, uh, yeah, that sucks. See... Yeah, and I grandpa is doing... It sucks because he got it right after he had his foot amputated. Right, and so that was like his immune system was already compromised, basically. Yeah, he's doing better. Right. But holy shit. Yeah, that's a that's a really scary thing to have to go through. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh I hadn't known anyone who actually had COVID until my wife's coworker got it. And so I've never you know, anybody I know, I nobody had ever told me about it that they had experienced it until then, so Words escape me. Conflated? Conflated? I think is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Just, there's, there's so much misinformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. About it. Right. And so I never really know what to believe when it comes to it, but all in all, it's still really scary, and uh, I mean, I don't know. Absolutely. Is there, and I don't even want to talk about the opinions on it, because I had like a conversation with somebody the other day. Oh. And, uh, yeah, there was someone, yeah, there was someone in our discord that's just like, it's just the flu. And it's like, it's not. Yeah. I had like a mass conversation with somebody that went awry and I don't know. It's, I hate that when somebody has like an alternating opinion from you on something that you feel strongly about, it kind of like makes you like makes you question your respect for that person in a kind of way, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, sort of the reason why people who don't like Trump don't want to be friends with people who do like Trump. Because, like, if you do, then, you know, it's like you, they question your morality or, like, your judgment or something. And it just, you know, it's a tough situation. Especially when it's a person that you care about and you're, like, questioning if you knew them at all. I think that's why it's, like, it's. I, I don't think we should be shaming people that 
that voted for Trump or that like him. See, but there's a certain aspect to it that is just so cringy, bro. I mean, obviously, I can't judge anybody because of the simple fact that I don't know them and I don't know what they've been through and stuff, but there's just a portion of, you know, a collective group of people's mindset that are obviously pointing towards legitimate reasons to dislike a human being based on their actions. And there's also a group of people who say that those actions don't matter. And it's just kind of weird. It's just, it's just really weird because I don't know how those people's brains work and I only know how my brain works. And uh, for me to try to put into perspective where they're coming from, it all just seems very arbitrary and just... It just I can't take it seriously. I see where you're coming from. I just don't want to make the people feel too bad so that things get worse for our relationships with each other. But that's the thing is that <clears throat> so to to use an analogy, okay, if you have a falling out with your family and the reasons that <laughs> that falling out take place, are because for so long, basically your entire life, they push this sort of agenda of wanting to control the direction of your life um, so much so that they've done so with ease up to a certain point where you either gain independence or you become an adult. And... From that point on, you start thinking for yourself because you're no longer in those situations to be guided by manipulation, and you start making choices for your better self, and they don't get it, so much so to the point that they tell you that you're on like a crash course for, for fucking up your life eternally and failing, and they say that you need to apologize to them for disrespecting them, and uh, so on and so forth. When in all actuality, from the perspective of you, you're thinking that they're being, you know, overtly disrespectful, trying to manipulate you and control you, using gaslighting to try to take away memories of negative shit that they've done, and, uh, you know, bringing you to a point where you completely shut them out because of of the toxic information that you're feeding to you. That's sort of what it feels like. Or it's like, uh, just forget all the shitty shit. Right. Just forget all the shitty shit. The, or, or just we, shut the fuck up about it. Right. We don't talk about the, the bad stuff that happened. We just we just don't talk about it. And so I and I personally feel that I'm owed an apology from like over half of my family that I know for a fact I will never get because that's not how my family works. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. But, and the, the reason why I don't live anywhere near them, because it's kind of difficult in that sort of way. Um, uh-huh. But at the same time, I didn't, I, I didn't plan on moving away from them for that reason. It just ended up being a great sort of segue situation, you know, for me to avoid that. Because, uh, I don't know. I think that once you become an adult, you should be able to make your own decisions. And obviously, that's stated so for uh, Trump supporters as well. Like, obviously, you're an adult. Make your decisions. Believe what you believe in. But if 
somebody comes to question you about your belief system and you don't have like a proper response to be able to hold to your opinions, then like why would you still hold so fast to your opinions? If you like it's so obvious that they don't have any grounding in any situation within reality and only are existing in some made up la la land somewhere. I mean I kinda know why. I know why. Why? It's cause spite is a is probably the most powerful motivator that humans have. That's so fucking stupid. People need to put that away. They're acting strictly on their ego and they need to take a large dose of psilocybin mushrooms and fuck up their brain to the point and not not like give them brain damage, but fuck up their mindset and their their consciousness to a point where they completely rearrange the acts and guidelines that they live by to the point where they see that only treating other individuals with compassion and using education and intellect to decipher situations and make the proper decision rather than running off of jealousy, greed, you know, false virtues and, uh, you know, standing out when really just falling with the crowd. It's just, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm just ranting, but that's, that's, that's my, all in all my point is like, if you don't have a true, genuine garnered opinion, why do you even think that you have an opinion on that in the first place? It's not that they do. They don't have an opinion for the most point. It's just fuck you. Right. Which is so stupid because. Yeah. No, it's totally stupid. Like I try to express these things to people and I've posted some stuff on Facebook where this uh, kid that I used to go to school with, he was like, bro, you are so extra. It's like, I'm sorry. I have a fucking personality guy. I let my sister paint my nails. What color did she paint them? Black. Nice. That's the perfect color. Are you going to also wear eyeliner? Uh, I could. That's an option. (laughs) Excuse me. I think you should. I think maybe I will. Right on. Do it. That'll be bomb. You have to take a picture and put it as your new profile picture on Facebook because you haven't uploaded your profile picture in like five years, guy. I like the one that I have. I know. It's, fuck you. It's, and fuck. I don't want people to know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, bro. I don't want people to look at me now and be like, oh, no, I want them to see me holding a gourd that is me. There you go. It is I'm, not, I'm, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna post obscure weird shit so that people are like that people know that I'm alive because I don't want people I don't I don't fucking like Facebook because I don't want people in my goddamn business. Okay. People suck. See, I had that same mentality when I was off Facebook. See, I got off Facebook for four years actively, and. Uh, now that I'm back on, I kind of re- remember why I got off in the first place, because I'm terrible at it, and mm-hmm. I am overly active, but I'm, no. I'm consciously overly active, and that's the thing, is that like I use it as sort of like, I don't know, a place to put thoughts sometimes, but also as promotion for my music, and I'm not good at really doing either of those things on there. And so sometimes I wonder why I'm even on at all. I, I'm not on, and the only time I'm ever on is to confuse 
the people that I love in a positive way. There you go. Positive confusion. I guess that works. Like, I want to do a thing. You know, I'm not even going to talk about it here because I want it to be very obscure. Just, Just do it and don't say anything. I might change my name. I might change my name to, like, President Mangophosaurus. Mangophosaurus? Thesaurus. You know, the book that has the meanings okay. of the words and such? Yeah, Mangothosaurus. I thought you were saying Mangophosaurus, and I was like, what's a Fusaurus? Not just Mangothosaurus, President Mangothosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. President Mangosaurus. Okay, well, that sounds good to me, guy. Yes. Yes. Um, it's it's amazing. It is amazing. I really like it a lot. And I also love the name of your upcoming uh, collaborative music project. I remember you told it to me a long time ago, and I was like, Laser guided fuck machine, and you're like laser guided love machine guy. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that's... the laser guided fuck machine. It's the laser guided love machine. Okay. Yes, it's not all about fuck. It's okay, you're not fucking. You're making love. Not, it doesn't. You I mean you can you can make love, but it's about it's all about all kinds of love. Oh, okay. It's just love. It's not just about. It's not just the vulgar eros; it's also the divine eros. Okay, so the like kind of love that the kind of love, love that Frodo and Samwise Gamgee have. Nirvana love. Yes, Good, just the lo- pure love, the, the love that you have for your son. The the love that the universe was made out of before it expanded. Absolutely. There you go. Just pure that's, that's, heat energy love. It's it's a it's a really bright name, and the music is going to be super super dark and sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, dude! I am so stoked for this. See, I I, I would, it's not all, by the way. It's not all going to be dark and sad, but it's it's generally going to be pretty dark and pretty sad. See, all of my music is pretty dark and pretty sad, but not every song sounds dark and sad. It can be dark and sad without sounding dark and sad. In fact, the happiest sounding songs are going to be the darkest and saddest ones. Exactly. So they this should probably sound really happy and just be like really really dark. Yeah, they're really fucked up. All right. They're all about losing your mind and, like, killing people. Damn. That's intense. All of all, yeah. of all of my music is... Well, catatonic is, like, like, early stages of, like, doubt and uh, misconception of self and, uh, you know, toilings with love. And so... In that respect, catatonic is sort of like, you know, before you, you know, develop mental illness. And then detritus is like getting to the point where the mental illness is really taking place and uh, it starts to affect, uh, you know, the narrator in a, in a kind of way where they begin to uh, have like minor hallucinations 
and stuff. And then, um, well, I can't really talk about it because it hasn't been announced yet. But, yeah, later on, it's supposed to be, like, you know, full-blown mental illness where there's, like, demons talking to the narrator and, uh, you know, having suicide attempts and, and so on and so forth, thinking about killing people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But... That's what it's all about, man. What? <laughs> you have to elaborate a little bit. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it's like, you know, David Bowie's, uh, David Bowie had a lot of characters that he would write as. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he had this one character that was the Thin White Duke. I remember. And, uh, that's sort of what I'm, not, not, like, specifically Thin White Duke, but that's sort of, like, the energy I'm trying to come at the writing process with. Okay. It's like, I don't, I know that I don't actually want to kill people, and I don't, I don't even really have homicidal thoughts ever, but it just seems fun to write, to portray, to portray the mania that I have experienced Mm. in that way. It just seems like that would be a compelling and entertaining uh, thing. Yeah, it's like Alt J. Like Alt J's first album, An Awesome Wave. I'm pretty sure a majority of those songs are about like rape and murder and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She makes me kind of yeah, she ran away. Sorry. Yeah, just really darkly talking about all sorts of fucked up shit. Yeah, hold her down with soggy clothes and breeze blocks, fucking drowning somebody. Yeah, I fucking love that song. I love Alt-J. Alt-J is great, absolutely. The vocal delivery is is one of the best of all time. And Alt-J has my favorite Shroom album. My favorite album to listen to on the come down of Shrooms. So like the last couple hours of Shrooms. Um, Yeah, Alt-J's... Uh, I can't even remember the fucking name of the album. But it's the one that has the obscure, like, uh, abstract paint splatters and paint marks on it yeah the one with left hand free and stuff that is such a great great album um it's so soothing and so artistic and listening to it not high is kind of weird but then when you are high you're like just floating through this landscape that they paint for you it's amazing i've had experiences where i've had experiences where i've like oh this will probably be fun high and i'll watch it high and i'll be like this isn't even this is this is boring. See, watching stuff high is less fun and less engaging than listening to stuff high. Like I've listened yeah, like, to sorry. Like Space I watched like the first episode of Space Dandy has these like multicolored like s- space worms. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, this would be wicked." <laughs> And, and then I, I I watched it and I'm like, this is boring. Damn. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while watching stuff while tripping is my least favorite thing to do. Like, there's been times where I go over to somebody's place and we drop something. And, you know, halfway through the trip, they're like, yo, we should watch TV. It's like, why? Can we not just watch this laser light show and listen to music, please? Like, Oh, yeah, no, totally. I like... Like, watching, like, a thing with a narrative doesn't make sense, but, like, anything off of r slash woe, dude, 
or like the, sorry or just like looking at the same spot on a wall and Ex- being like yes that's i never noticed how it was shaped like that before and now it's my best friend so you know um you know red rocks in like arizona and nevada and stuff like that yeah yeah you know how you can see the like layers of sedimentary like piled up you know yeah. And how there's like cracks in between them. Well, there was a time when I was in Sedona, Arizona, and I was on acid. And um, I was looking at the rocks. And as I was peeking, you know how when you pour a nitro coffee and or like a nitro stout and the foam sort of cascades down? Yes. That's what the rocks looked like, and it was amazing. It looked like the rocks were liquid, flowing constantly and forever within themselves, and it was so beautiful. Yeah, I can imagine that. I remember, you know my shed? Yes. Yes, I know okay, your so shed. I was, in, <laughs> I, was in the, I was in the shed, and we were. I was sitting on a bench... I was just staring at the floor, and the floor was like diamonds. Damn. You could see literally like, like everything, right? Yeah, and I could see like whirling diamonds yep. shaped. Mm. Now, you say shed, but dude, that is literally like a workshop. That thing is huge. Yeah, it's a work. It, it, it's, it's, it's a house-sized shop. It is a house-sized shop, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Great times in that place, my dude. Well, we have had some interesting and weird talks this evening, my dude. Um, I don't know if you were still drinking alcohol, but I was definitely still um, smoking throughout the episode. So um, now I'm at a point where I'm pretty well faded, and uh, I think basically everything we talked about uh, resonated with me in a way where it was cathartic that I so much so that I can't really remember what we even talked about. <laughs> That's fine. Righteous. Honestly, everything is great. Everything is great, um, except for except for the fact that it's not, and everything's scary and shitty. Well, but that's okay. The miracle of being alive is one of my favorite things, and uh, you know, sometimes being alive is really terrifying. And uh, sometimes not being alive is uh, awesome, but also sometimes not being alive is really terrifying. And then sometimes being alive is really awesome. So sometimes, sometimes being alive is not being alive. Oh my, we're going a, a, another layer deeper on that one. Yes. Well, that I don't think we can cover that in 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 two hours. So no. we should probably, <laughs> we should probably um, go away now. Nah, dude. Uh, I just want to know what if you have a message for people today, something that maybe has been resonating with you a little bit harder than other things in your day-to-day life, um, especially when coping with the drastic uh, and impending changes that we are facing currently. If you can, just eat a fucking cheeseburger. Dude, there you go. If you can, just eat a fucking cheeseburger. Eat a cheeseburger, or or like if you if like whatever you want to eat, eat a tofu scramble. You vegans. There you go. 
you know you want you you know you love a tofu scramble with that fucking paprika. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, Look at that. And, and on that note, um, I <laughs> just want to make sure that everybody realizes and recognizes that you can do, you can think, and you can act upon anything that you want to. Um, uh, just so you know that uh, maybe not everybody's going to agree with you. And as long as that is something that is solidified within you um, and you are comfortable with who you are as an individual, I suppose that's really all that it comes down to. But if you aren't comfortable with who you are as an individual, recognize and realize that you are the only one who can make the active change to open yourself up to the possibility of uh, you know growth and prosperity beyond what you currently recognize to be your truth and your reality. Um, and that uh, anybody can be better than they were yesterday. And I hope that everybody will be better than they were yesterday. But just come to the point and recognize that maybe who you are right now isn't who you're supposed to be forever. And uh, change is possible and infinite in all forms. If you're having if, if you're having a hard day, just treat yourself. There you go. And uh, take that self care. You know, work on the self. Have a treat. Absolutely. Well, this has been episode number eight, Diapod Logcast, the Dialogue Podcast. It hasn't necessarily been uh, the most informational. Zach and I were more or less just shooting the shit. But at the same time, I had a great time. It's always nice talking with this man. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a couple guests cancel on me, um, which is all good. It's all good. Life happens, and I totally respect that. But they are looking forward to being on the podcast in the future. So hopefully we can get them on here as soon as possible. And, uh, Zach, I appreciate you filling in because it's always a nice um, sort of reprieve from sort of informational st- style stuff. Um, and some of my yes. some of my listeners have said that the episodes with you are their favorite episodes. So I think that that's really cool. You're, you've sort of got that like a cult. Cool. You've got like a cult following. Um, most of my episodes have what? like upwards of like thirty listens, and your episodes have like a solid fifteen listens. And so I think that there's more select people who are like really like those episodes for our sort of crazy banter and weird shit rather than having information. So that's kind of cool. Yes. Absolutely. Two of those 15 people, uh, I love you. Two of those 15 people are you and me. Oh. (laughs) I didn't say two of. Oh, two, two the 15 people? Yes. Oh, there you go. See, dude, I'm high as shit. Goddamn. All right. Well, to those 15 people, we love you, absolutely. And I love all my listeners, and I appreciate you guys very, very much. Thank you for sticking around for uh, some weird shit, some cool talks, some creepy, supernatural, universal, philosophical stuff going on right now. This has been Zachary Goldner. And this has been Gabriel Smith with Diapod Logcast, Dialogue Podcast, episode number eight. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. This has been Diapod Logcast, the dialogue podcast. Mm-hmm.